I'm Michael Weber, Artistic Director of Chicago's Porchlight Music Theater. Opening on Broadway at the Ambassador Theater, September 29, 1921, with music from melodies of Franz Schubert and Heinrich Berthe, adapted by Sigmund Romberg, and a book and lyrics by Dorothy Donnelly based on the novel by Rudolf H. Bartish, Blossom Time was one of the most popular musical shows in America in the early 20th century, and was never out of production in one way or another through its last Broadway revival in 1943. In 1921 and 1923, it played simultaneously at two theaters in New York. Road companies, usually six, but once as many as nine, kept the show alive throughout the country, even if it was not playing in New York. Musically drawn in part on melodies of Franz Schubert, Blossom Time's allure seems to have been his music combined with what the critics, as late as 1943, called, quote, undiluted escapism of a deeply nostalgic, picturesque sort, unquote. Another critic that year called it, quote, an old-fashioned bouquet, quaint and lacy, unquote. It was almost inevitable that the world of music theater would tap into the seemingly bottomless well of melodies of Austrian composer Franz Schubert. His tunes remain, after almost two centuries, among the most beloved and recognized on classical music's top 40 lists. The first recycling of Schubert music for use in theatrical production occurred in Franz von Supp's 1864 one-act work titled Franz Schubert. A half-century later, Hungarian-born composer Heinrich Berthe, with a dozen operetta titles under his belt, but no significant hit, teamed up with librettists Arthur Wilner and Heinz Reichert to produce one of the most successful operettas of all time, Das Dreimaderlhaus, or The House of the Three Maidens. Berta's first attempt at the show was apparently rejected by the producer because it contained too much of Berta and too little Schubert. Swallowing his pride, Berta rescored the work and relied almost totally on Schubert melodies. The show opened at Vienna's Raymond Theater in 1916 and, by a decade later, had already passed its 1,000th performance at that venue. Five years after the Vienna opening, Broadway producers Lee, Sam, and J.J. Schubert acquired the American rights to Das Modell House, with a view to customizing the show for American audiences and hired Donnelly and Romberg to adapt the libretto and music. The same team, three years later, adapted the play Old Heidelberg to make The Student Prince, but in that case, the entire score was written by Romberg, not by another composer. Blossom Time became the second longest-running Broadway musical of the 1920s, and after extensive tours, played Broadway again in 1939 and 1943. Here on the January 24, 1949 episode of The Railroad Hour are stars Patrice Monsell, 
Kenny Baker, and Gordon McRae, with Betty Lou Gerson, John McIntyre, Sam Hearn, and Gwen Delano in Blossom Time. Ladies and gentlemen, the Railroad Hour. And here comes our star-studded show train. Choir is under the direction of Norman Luboff, and our music is arranged and conducted by Carmen Dragon. Yes, tonight another great musical success is brought to you by the American Railroads. The same railroads that also bring you most of the food you eat, the clothes you wear, the fuel you burn, and all the other things you use in your daily life. And now, here is Gordon McRae. Thank you very much, and good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Well, tonight we bring you the immortal melodies of Franz Schubert in the operetta based on the life and music of that great composer. It's Blossom Time with book and lyrics by Dorothy Donnelly and music adapted by Sigmund Romberg. In the role of Mitzi in tonight's performance, you will hear the charming coloratura soprano of the Metropolitan Opera Company, Patrice Munzel, and as Baron Schober, the popular tenor of radio and the screen, Kenny Baker. As we turn back the pages of time, I become the composer, Franz Schubert, seated at a table in a small outdoor cafe with my closest friend, Baron Franz Schober. It's blossom time in Vienna, and everyone is singing. Let us greet the spring with singing wine. Golden in the glasses, ringing. Why should we never care? Joy is everywhere, so fill your glasses all you laugh and laugh and stay. Did you ever see such a day, Schober? Why, look at that sky. Sky, sky. At the moment, I'm more interested in my stomach. Where is that waiter? I'm afraid he's very busy. The whole town seems to have turned out and landed right here at Domain's. Come on, let's order everything on the menu, huh? Wait a minute, Franz. Remember, I'm just a poor composer. Oh, just because you're wealthy, I, I can't always take advantage of our friendship to... Uh... Look, a great composer like you shouldn't have to worry about material things. Your thoughts should be on you, spring and, and music. Oh, what inspiration I get on such a day as this. Birds are darting, buds are starting, hand in hand, go girl and boy. Very charming, but more calming is the wine cup's golden joy. I would roam from my home far across the sea. My joy best is expressed in a melody. What more royal, comrade loyal, greater blessings can you tell? Since you're pondering wine and wandering friendship, I will lose its spell. Oh, gentle April, who blesses the earth with caresses, be kindly and give me the girl of my heart. Upon her soft maiden bosom, let sweet lilacs blossom. 
Where did they go? Uh, that way, I think. Oh, thank you, sir. I'll find them, and when I do, I'll be... <laughs> All right, the coast is clear, Shoba. You can come out now. Oh, you certainly get yourself involved, my friend. Yes, but through no fault of my own, Franz. Bella Bruna fancies herself in love with me. Oh, and you? Franz, you know women mean absolutely nothing to me. Nothing. I, uh, I beg your pardon, but aren't you Baron Schobel? Well, I... I... I, I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing, eh? Oh, Baron Schober, you don't remember me. And after giving me your key and everything. Why, Baron Schober. Why, Baron Schober? Uh, uh, <laughs> what key? The key to your ice skates. My ice skates? Why, I haven't been skating since I was ten years old. Ten? Well, you told me you were twelve. Oh. Oh! Oh, why, 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 you're Mitzi. Little Mitzi. <laughs> Mitzi Kranz. <laughs> Miss Grant, may I present Mr. Schubert? Oh, you're not Ron Schubert. Yes, I'm afraid I am. Oh, I'm honored to meet you. Oh, thank you. And I'm delighted to meet you. My sisters and I were sitting over there at that table, and we saw you turn and look at us, and well, suddenly I recognized Baron Schobert. And I remembered that years ago he told me if I was ever in trouble to call on him. And uh, are you in trouble, Missy? Oh, desperate trouble. Well, what's wrong? My sisters want to get married. But my father doesn't think we should have bows. Oh, you, you should have a bow, Miss Mitzi. Oh, my sisters, Kitsy and Fritzy, have. They went out walking with them just now, and if Papa finds out about it, he'll be furious. Oh. They'll never be able to get married. <laughs> Say, would you like me to try and persuade him, Mitzi? You think you could? Could I? Leave it to me. Your sisters are as good as married right now. Don't worry any more about it. All your cares are blown away. Soon will be their wedding day. Two little maidens soon will be wed. Three little maids no more. There is in all the a dwelling place. 
and tipsy and mitzy they say, flutter their wings for they'll soon fly away. Oh, they may fly as birdlings do, you'll always be three daughters true. Fritzy and kitsy and mitzy the three, dear little maidens will soon marry thee. May you be blessed with happiness, three lovely little maids. Fritzy and kitsy and mitzy the I, I don't want to alarm you, but isn't that your father just turning the corner there? Oh, dear. Oh, what can I do? If he sees me here talking to a man, he'll be furious. Well, wait a minute. I'll tell you what. I'll go tell him you're arranging for Franz for some music lessons. Oh, that's a wonderful idea. Isn't it, Mr. Schubert? Why, I can't think of a better one. Good. I'll take care of it right away. It's a beautiful day, isn't it, Miss Mitzi? Yeah, beautiful. You know, moments like this have been the theme of music since... Time began. A lovely girl, a spring day, and a lonely man. Once on a time in a kingdom by the sea lived a young prince and lonely. Miss Mitzi, this man is your father? <laughs> Depressing, ain't it? Oh. <laughs> Papa, may I introduce Mr. Franz Schubert? 
Franz Schubert, the great composer? Yes, Papa. Mm. I came to see Mr. Schubert about uh, music lessons. But I didn't come alone. Fritzi and Kitty are here. You don't say. Well, they must have shrunk a little. I don't see them. <laughs> I believe they uh, went for a stroll through the gardens. Well, that's harmless enough if they don't meet those two young men who are always mooning around them. Oh, but Fritzi and Kitty are in love, Papa. They want to get married. Impossible. I refuse to grant my permissions. But surely you aren't against marriage, sir. Why, you got married yourself. One of my strongest arguments. <laughs> You know what marriage can lead to? Daughters. You know what daughters can lead to? Young whippersnippers who try to take them away from you. Such agony those boys cost me. I, I, I could do anything this side of murder to get rid of them. Then let them marry your daughters. That ought to teach them a lesson. You're right. I, I, I'll do it. Uh, wait a minute. Would you say that was this side or the other side of murder? <laughs> well, I, I think the punishment would just about fit the crime, Mr. Kranz. Oh, there you are, Mr. Kranz. Good afternoon. Uh, sorry I missed him, Franz. I had to hide from Bella Bruna, and he slipped by me. Well, it's just as well, my friend. Mr. Krantz has consented to the marriage of his daughters. Everything has been arranged. Who arranged that? Why, you did, Mr. Krantz. <laughs> Sometimes I'm so clever, I outwit myself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Ruth, everyone is leaving the cafe here. We must go, too, or else Mama will be wondering what happened to us. Uh, wouldn't you like to have us walk home with you, Mr. Krantz? Well, oh, that's a wonderful idea, Baron Schober. You walk ahead with Papa, and uh, Mr. Schubert and I will follow. Yes, I, I'm so lucky. <laughs> Don't get lost in the crowd, Papa. Uh, if I do, I'll find myself. <laughs> Come, Mr. Schubert. Thank you. Uh, Mr. Schubert, I want to thank you for helping me with Papa. Oh, it was a pleasure. But I'm sorry the music lessons were just an excuse. Oh, but I'd love to study with you, if you're willing. Would tomorrow afternoon be too soon? Oh, it's wonderful. We can talk all afternoon. The whole afternoon? About music. Oh, yes. About music. Shines on me from above. Did you ever notice the way folks talk sometimes about the railroads, just as if they were all one big railroad? Actually, there are about 600 different railroads operating in the United States. Some of them operate over thousands of miles of tracks spanning great sections of the country. Some run just a few miles between local stations. Others operate joint terminals for two or more railroads in cities. Whatever the kind of operating they do... Each one of them has its own business to do, its own problems to meet, its own services to perform. But there are some things common to all of them, large and small. They all are part of the great national and indeed continental system of transportation, which makes it possible for any shipper anywhere to send his goods anywhere else that railroads run, all as one transaction. He doesn't have to deal with a lot of railroads, just the one in his own town. And there's another thing common to all these railroads. They are, every one of them, part 
and an essential part of every place they serve. They are not some distant and abstract something, the railroad. They are part of your town. Railroad men and women work there. Railroad wages are paid there. Railroad supplies and materials are bought there. Railroad property is owned there. And railroad taxes are paid there. Because railroad service is so widespread, because railroads go so many places, all of us are likely to overlook this big and simple fact about them. The fact that everywhere the railroad goes, it is a local business enterprise, a citizen of every community it serves. And now, back to Blossom Time, starring Patrice Monsell, Kenny Baker, and your host, Gordon McRae. say, ladies and gentlemen, today we have been present at the marriage of three of my two daughters. I mean, uh, two of my three daughters to three of the two gentlemen. But that, uh... Papa, you're getting all mixed up. Now, Mitzi, if you're going to interrupt me, I'll lose the thread of the whole thing here. I'll have to start all over again with the thread in one eye and a tear in the other. Now, as I Mr. was... Mr. Kranz. Baron Schober, please, don't interrupt, please. But, Mr. Kranz, we're waiting to sing the serenade Mr. Schubert composed especially for the occasion. Oh, really? Well, uh, where is Mr. Schubert? I'm right here at the piano, Mr. Kranz. Oh, but what a coinky dinky. <laughs> Under your window, deep in the shadow stand, I hear a My song, the night wind weaves a pleading like my own. In the trees that softly whisper sings the night Oh, the agony of love. Oh, 
Very, very pretty. Very pretty indeed, Mr. Schubert. Oh, thank you, Mr. Kranz. A little depressing, but pretty. Why, don't be silly, Mr. Kranz. People will be singing that song when we're all playing on harps. That's what I mean. <laughs> depressing, ain't it? <laughs> don't pay any attention to Papa, Mr. Schubert. It was beautiful. If my little song pleased you, Miss Mitzi, then I'm happy. Well, come, everybody. Coffee and cake in the garden. Yeah. May I pour, Papa? You mean you want to rain at the table? <laughs> that, that was a little joke, Mitzi. Oh, Papa. Aren't you coming with us into the garden, Franz? Oh, no, thanks. I, I'm a little self-conscious among so many people. <laughs> among people or just around Mitzi? Is it that obvious? It is to me. You know... I wrote my serenade just for her. I tried to say everything in music that I've never been able to put into words. Did you tell her that? No. When I'm with her, my throat goes so dry, it's all I can do to pass the time of day. <laughs> Look, I've written another song for her, Fran, a love song. W would you sing it to Mitzi for me? Me? You have a way about you with women. I know it's asking a great deal, but I, I hoped you might be willing to help me out. Why, of course I will, Fran. At least I'll, I'll do my best. Oh, thank you, my friend. Baron Schober, Baron Schober. There's a very beautiful lady in the garden asking for you. What's her name, Mr. Kranz? Madame Bella Bruna. Bella Bruna? <laughs> you can't escape your past, Franz. Now, who wants to escape a past like Bella Bruna? <laughs> now, wait a minute. Don't let her charms fool you, Mr. Kranz. She has a violent temper. You see that scar on my hairline? Yes. Soup tureen. No. <laughs> yes. Besides, she has a very jealous husband, if my memory serves me right. Her husband isn't with her, is he? No. Oh, good. Well, I'd better go out and get rid of her before he shows up, and then I'll be covered with scars. But, Franz, what about my song? I'll sing it to her later, Franz. Franz, Franz, don't you chaps get your love letters mixed up? Franz Schubert, Franz Schober. <sighs> love letters? Why, Franz Schober is a baron, a gentleman, while I... While I... you're nothing but a genius, you sly old foxy, you. <laughs> oh, uh, Papa, the guests are beginning to leave, and... Oh, Mr. Schubert, I thought you'd gone. No, I... Well, if you'll excuse me, I'll go back to being host again. Uh, depressing, ain't it? <laughs> Everyone enjoyed your serenade so much, Mr. Schubert. They were all talking about it outside. Would you permit me to dedicate it to you, Miss Mitzi? Oh, Franz, how wonderful. I mean, Mr. Schubert. Oh, no, please. If you know what it means to have you call me, Franz. Miss Mitzi, dare I hope that... Well, I got rid of Bella Bruda, I, oh. I think. Oh, I beg your pardon. Oh, don't apologize, Baron Schober. We're delighted to see you. Yes, of course, we're delighted. May I come in? Yeah, oh, Bella Bruna. <laughs> I'm not intruding, am I? Oh, of course not. Uh, 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 Franz, uh, didn't you want to say goodbye to Fritzi and Kitsy? They're leaving on their honeymoon, you know. You'd better hurry. They were on their way when I came in. Yes, oh, we'll catch them. Come on, Franz. Uh, we'll be right back, Miss Mitzi. I, I mean, we have something important to tell you. Coming, Franz? Coming. Charming man, Baron Schubert, don't you think, Miss Grimes? Baron, so is Mr. Schubert. All Papa's friends are most pleasant. Now, wait till I know one who's head over heels in love with you. You do? Who? Oh, come now. I'm sure you can guess the name. It's someone who just left the room. Oh, Madam, you embarrass me. I'll give you the initials, then. S.S. How could you tell? He's so shy. Oh, he's shy with you, is he? That's a new method. What do you mean? Why, that bashful, shy creature with the silent man and the eloquent eyes has left the trail of broken hearts all over Vienna. I don't believe it. He's fine and good Oh, and... don't be taken in, my dear. These shy fellows are the worst of all. I don't believe you. You have no proof. No proof? Why, I am the proof. He was shy with me. 
He looked at me with those longing eyes. He sang to me. Oh, madam. You must weep and let your tears be tears of joy. But far better to cry at your age than to cry at mine. Good afternoon, Miss Frank. Oh, Frank. Has she gone yet? Uh, Mitzi. Mitzi. What happened? What's wrong? Oh, leave me alone. Please leave me alone. Oh, now, wait. Don't cry, Mitzi. Please. <laughs> Come lift your head with laughter and show your pretty smile again. For sunshine follows after on summer roses in the rain. You men are everyone deceiver. I never trust you anymore. When women are believers, they may find their hearts are sore. They talk of lovers when another maiden they adore. But this your plaintive. Sighing, another tale you shortly tell. When Cupid comes a flying, you'll hear the wedding bell. I'm sure that I never wed. Quite often I've heard that said. For with love I am done. But they'll come just the one. Love ever fills the heart. Only one voice makes the pulses start. Only one can delight us, turn our sadness into brightness. There's no happiness apart from that one only. Sunlight shines brighter when he's there. Darker clouds fading Here's a copy of my song. Wouldn't now be a good time to... Oh, uh, Mr. Schubert. Uh, Baron Schober, I, I know you'll excuse me. I must see to our guest. No, 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 wait, Mitzi. Uh, just a moment, huh? You see, Franz has composed a new song that he wishes to lay at your feet. Doesn't that interest you? Oh, I'm sorry, I... Uh... Oh, please, come. Sit down and let me sing it to you. Oh, well, if you wish to sing it, Baron Schober, it will give me great pleasure to listen. Good. Then sit here, huh? A place of honor in a private box. Franz, is the orchestra ready? I'm here. 
The zephyr murmurs to his love the trees. The lilacs yield their honey to the bees. The nightingale sobs out his accents long, while I can only breathe to you in song. While I can only breathe to you my yearning song. Thou art my love. Thou art my love. And all is my only love, my only love. Now is the time to speak for me, my friend. I wait for her answer in, in the garden. Very well, friend. Mitzi, Franz Schubert wrote that song to tell you of his love. He worships you, Mitzi. He wants you for his wife. But I can't marry him, Franz. I don't love him. I... It, but you must love him, Mitzi. You're the whole world to him. Oh, Franz, I can't help how I feel. I can't change how I feel. I just realize it's you. You I love. Mitzi. Oh, darling. What a fool I've been. I... Mitzi, I've always loved you. Oh, Franz, darling. Darling. No. No! What have I... What have I done? I... It was for my dearest friend, Franz Schubert, I promised to speak. What can I say to Franz? Say nothing. Franz. I saw it all. And I understand. Franz, it... It was unintentional. Believe me. Can... Can you forgive me? Why, of course. It will bring me great joy to know that you both are happy. Go tell your father the glad news, Miss Mitzi. Come, darling. Goodbye, Mr. Schubert. We'll never forget you. She loves him, of course. How could I have thought for a moment that she could care for me? Well, at least I have my music. My eternal mistress. She will never desert me.
We were talking a few minutes ago about the railroad as a citizen of every community it serves. Like any other citizen, does its share in meeting the costs of government and public institutions and services. It does so through the taxes it pays on its property or its earnings. Now, everybody pays taxes. But there's a difference between the taxes which railroads pay and most of the taxes which many other forms of commercial transportation pay. The difference is in what's done with them. Railroad taxes are not used to build and maintain railroad tracks or terminals. Railroad taxes are like the taxes you pay on your home or your property. They are used to help pay for the defense of the nation, for the maintenance of public institutions and public welfare services, for public health and public schools. And they even help to pay for the highways and the waterways and airports and airways, provided and maintained at the expense of the taxpayers for the use of other forms of commercial transportations which compete with railroads. So when you think of the railroad in your community... Think of it not just as the railroad, but as a fellow citizen and a fellow taxpayer. Hi, this is Porchlight Music Theater's development manager, Evan. If you value programming like this, please consider making a donation today at porchlightmusictheater.org. We appreciate your consideration and hope you enjoy the show. And now back to the third act of Blossom Time, starring Patrice Monsell, Kenny Baker, and your host, Gordon McRae. Oh, Mitzi, Mitzi. You've left me nothing but echoes of melodies. I'll never write again. Never again. A caller at this hour? I'll soon see who it is, Mrs. Schubert. It's Mr. Schubert's home. He is. But he's been quite ill, and I... I'll see the gentleman, Mrs. Coburg. Won't you come in, sir? Thank you. I'm sorry to bother you so late in the evening, Mr. Schubert. But I am Count Schantoff, the husband of Madame Bellabrune. Oh, yes. The opera singer. I just heard your unfinished symphony performed, Mr. Schubert. It was magnificent. Thank you. I'm so impressed. I'd like to arrange that you write an opera for Madame Bellabruna. I should be honored. As soon as my health improves... I came tonight because I may not be able to talk with you at a later date about this. However, I've arranged a payment for you in my will. Your will? Whether we meet again, Mr. Schubert, depends entirely upon the accuracy of my aims. Oh, a duo. So to say, rather, an affair of honor. An affair of honor. Can any fancied slight justify the taking of life? This is no fancied slight. This man's in love with my wife. And I know Baron Schober's reputation. Schober? Are you referring to Franz Schober? Yes. We meet at dawn. Oh, Count Schantoff, this is all a mistake. Schober is engaged to marry the daughter of the court jeweler, Mitzi Kranz. I beg of you, don't jeopardize their happiness. They are so much in love. Why do you make such a plea for them? He is my best friend. And she... She is the woman you loved and lost? Yes. But you don't want me to kill the man? Oh, no. There is enough unhappiness in the world. Let those who have been fortunate enough to find happiness keep and enjoy it. You plead well, sir. All right. Have Baron Schober send his seconds to me. We'll arrange a reconciliation. Thank you. I'll send word to him at once. 
Mr. Schubert, we will meet again. It's a rare pleasure to meet a gentleman such as you. Good night, sir. Good night. Mrs. Colbert? Mrs. Colbert? Yes, Mr. Schubert? Go to the residence of Baron Schober and ask him to come here immediately. It is of the utmost importance. Yes, sir. Oh, what music. What eternal music is sounding in my ears. Where is my pen? I must, I must write it down. Mitzi. Oh, it is her dear voice in my heart giving me inspiration. Madame Bella Brunner. The day of my sister's wedding, she warned me against a faithless lover. I thought it was you. I see. Oh, Frank, I can't bear to think of you like this, ill and alone. Will you let me try to make amends? I'll devote my life to making you happy. Do you mean you... you are in love with me, Mitzi? Oh, I've always been very fond of you, Frank. I'll nurse you, serve you, treasure your music. Mitzi, look at me. Look at me and say, Franz, I love you. Franz, I... It's no good, my darling. You see, with all your generosity, you cannot give me that. So there is nothing you can give me. Now, uh, what has happened between you and Schober? I'm never going to see him again. After some of the things Madame Bre Bella Bruna said, why... He loves you and you love him. It doesn't matter what anyone says. I don't love him. Oh, I see. Then you would desert him in his hour of danger. Danger? Count Chantoff has challenged him to a duel. A duel? Take place at dawn. Oh, no. He can't. He might be killed. <laughs> you see, you do love him. Come in. Run. Oh, Mitzi. Mitzi, my dear. Oh, darling. Darling. Franz, 
Count Chantoff was here. He wants to speak to your seconds to arrange a reconciliation. A reconciliation? Oh, Franz, I don't know how to thank you. Don't try, my friend. Just be happy together. Always. We will, Franz. We will. And so I, I give my song of love to you. Take it. For it belongs to people like you who meet and fall in love in blossom time. You are my song of love, melody immortal, echo of paradise, heard through heaven's portal. Shines on me from above. You are my song of love. Love Thank you, thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. Patrice Menzel and Kenny Baker will be back in just a moment. Meanwhile, this is your host, Gordon McRae, giving a big vote of thanks to our excellent supporting cast, Betty Lou Gerson, John McIntyre, Sam Hearn, and Gwen Delano, for their fine performances in Blossom Time, which was adapted for radio by Gene Holloway. And now, here's Patrice and Kenny. Oh, thank you, everyone. I certainly enjoyed appearing for the Association of American Railroads in tonight's performance of Blossom Time, singing the lovely music of Franz Schubert. Yes, that goes for me too, Patrice, particularly singing with you and Gordon. And a pat on the back for you too, Kenny. We must get together on another one when you return from your appearance next week. I think it's uh, the Great Walls in Detroit, isn't it? It sure is, I hope. Well, uh, Patrice and I are... <laughs> Patrice and I are set for next week, aren't we, Patrice? That's right, Gordon. On the 7th of February in Rudolph Rimmel's operetta, Rosemary. Mm-hmm. Well, who's your guest star next week, Gordon? Well, next week, Kenny, we're going to welcome back the famous picture star, Miss Jeanette McDonald, in a production of Noel Coward's beautiful operetta, Bittersweet. Well, sounds like you've got quite a lineup. Next week, Bittersweet when Jet... What was that again? <laughs> <laughs> Jet propelled Jeanette McDonald. That's right. <laughs> yes, and the following Rosemary with Patrice Menzel and Pinky Lee. Be seeing you then, Patrice. It's a date. <laughs> Well, it looks as though we're ready to pull out, and so until next week, goodbye. Blossom Time was presented by special arrangement with Century Library Incorporated of New York. Gordon McRae appeared on this program by arrangement with Warner Brothers. This is Marvin Miller speaking. The Railroad Hour is brought to you each week at this time by 132 railroads of the United States. Each one of them has its own operations and services. Each one competes keenly with others for business. But each of them work together through the Association of American Railroads for the improvement of all railroading and for better service to you. This is ABC, the American Broadcasting Company. 
Today's star, Patrice Munsell, first sang at the Metropolitan Opera at age 17 in March 1943. She made her official Metropolitan debut on December 4, 1943, aged 18, singing Filene in Mignon, for which she won popular praise but poor critical reviews. Perhaps best known for the roles of Adele in Deflator Mouse and Despina in Cosi Vantuti, Manzel sang 225 times at the Metropolitan Opera over the course of her illustrious career. Actor Kenny Baker's fame exploded when he first appeared on Jack Benny's weekly radio program on November 3, 1935, having been hired to replace singer Frank Parker. Parker had been very popular on the Benny program, and with his departure, it was widely believed that Benny would lose a large part of his audience. However, Kenny Baker is said to have won audiences over almost instantly, even surpassing Parker in popularity. Baker portrayed a high-voiced, innocent young man on the show who would frequently cause the Jack Benny character frustration with his silly remarks. Baker's final regular appearance on Benny's radio show aired on June 25, 1939, leaving the $3,000 a week job because he no longer wanted to play the character, after which he was replaced by singer Dennis Day. After his four-year stint on the Benny program, Baker returned to radio as a regular performer on Fred Allen's Texaco Star Theater. He had his own programs, Sincerely Kenny Baker in 1946 and The Kenny Baker Show in 1954. Blossom Time became a British film starring Richard Tauber, Jane Baxter, and Carl Esmond. The movie had a London midnight premiere on July 10, 1934, and ran for seven weeks. It was voted the best British film of 1934 by the readers of Film Weekly. Theaters across the country need your support now, more than ever. We hope you'll consider a donation to Porchlight Music Theater today. Just go to porchlightmusictheater.org. Until next time on Classic Musicals from the Golden Age of Radio, I'm Michael Weber. ¶¶